Greetings friends, welcome back to this week's short video, and kind of similar to what we've done recently, I'm going to go back over a few things uh, from the actual Torah portion study from this week, uh, Beshalach. Um, and I've got in front of me, you can't see it on the video, and obviously if you're just listening to the audio, but I have in front of me three different Bibles, um, and there's a purpose for this, I have... The Holy Scriptures in front of me, and this one here is the one that's, and you probably can't see this in the video because the print's really small, but you have English on one side, the actual Hebrew text on another. Um, I also have the Jewish Kamash, which is all the Torah portions broken up with commentary. Same situation, English on one side, um, the actual Hebrew text on the other. And then I have the NSAB, uh, the New American Standard Bible, which is typically what we use for our uh, Pauline studies, um, like Romans and Corinthians and things of that nature. And then on the computer screen, I have the King James Bible pulled up. And so we're going to address three issues, uh, or talk about three different things. There's a phrase that we want, I want to look at. There's God's name that I want to look at, uh, specifically an abbreviation of his name that is not demonstrated in 99.999% of the English translations. Um, and then we're going to talk a little bit more, a little bit longer about this like spiritual amnesia that Israel seems to have this forgetfulness uh, about the provisions and, and uh, presence of God. So let's start by just going back and looking again at chapter four, at the end of chapter 14. Now this is right after they crossed the Dead Sea or across the sea. Um, it says, but the ch this is the King James Bible. But the children of Israel walked upon dry land in the midst of the sea, and the waters were a wall unto them on their right and on their left. Thus the Lord saved Israel that day out of the hands of the Egyptians. And Israel saw the Egyptians dead upon the seashore. And Israel saw the great work which the Lord did upon the Egyptians. And here's the phrase. And the people feared the Lord and believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Now, to the NSAB's credit, they phrase it a little different. So the King James says, and they believed the Lord. So they saw everything, so they believed the Lord and his servant Moses. Tell me if you pick up the difference here. Here's the NSAB. And when Israel saw the great power which the Lord had used against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord, and they believed in the Lord, and in his servant Moses. So which is it? Is it, I believed the Lord, or I believed in the Lord? Is it, I believed the servant, his servant Moses, or is it, I believed in his servant Moses? And you say, what's the matter? Well, if I say to you, I believe you, is that the same as if I say, I believe in you? There's a different level of, like, trust that's happening there, isn't there? 
There's a different level of confidence. It's not that I believe you, that you're telling me the truth, or that you can't be trusted. It's that I believe in you. There's a confidence there. It's a huge difference. So which phrase should it be? Well, in the Hebrew, it says, in. And uh, so you have, ba, Yehovah, viba, Moshe. Now, Hebrew has prefixes. So, uh, an example that most people are familiar with, you'll hear the phrase, Yeshua, ha, Mashiach, right? That's Jesus, the Messiah. The ha there is, is a prefix that means the. Ha Mashiach, the Messiah, or Ruach Ha Kodesh, Ha Kodesh, the Holy Spirit. Ba in front of words means in. So you have in the Hebrew text Ba Yehovah, in Yehovah, Ve, which means and, Ba Moshe, in Moshe. So that is the proper translation. And oddly enough, I'm looking at the Holy Scriptures, they have the Hebrew on the right side. But it says, And Yisrael saw the great work that Jehovah had done in Midstream, and the people revered Jehovah and believed Jehovah and his servant Moshe. They literally have the Hebrew on the right side here, where it clearly says in, but they don't translate it as in. They do the same thing that King James does. Which I believe takes, when you say... Uh, I, that they believed the Lord and believed Moses, that doesn't hold the same thought and power and confidence as, as I believed in. This is why I think multiple translations are necessary when you're doing a, trying to do a deeper study. And being able to go to the Hebrew text yourself and see this for yourself and know what that means is extremely beneficial. It's not necessary. You don't have to be a Hebrew scholar, but let me just tell you, it makes it a lot easier when I'm trying to figure this stuff out when I can go look at the Hebrew text and see it for myself and comprehend it. So that's a huge difference. All right. The next issue, we're going to go right into the next couple of verses starting in chapter 15. So we have the Song of Moses. Now, Here's where the Hallelujah Scriptures gets it right. But let me start with the King James. I'm going to talk about verse 2, which says, The Lord is my strength and song. He has become my salvation. He is my God. And I will prepare him a habitation, my Father's God, and I will exalt him. Okay? The Lord is my strength and my song. Okay? The... Kamash doesn't even phrase it. They've got they're doing the same thing. They've got the Hebrew on this side, and I'm looking at it. I see the word that I'm wanting to talk about, and they ignore it. Over here in verse they say, The might and vengeance of God was salvation for me. This is my God, and I will build him a sanctuary, the God of my father, and I will exalt him. They real So what is the phrase that I'm getting at? that I'm frustrated as being ignored by the English text and even by the Jewish text. The Jewish <laughs> kamash. Here's what the Holy Scripture says and they get it 100% right. Verse 2 says, Yah is my strength and song. That abbreviated name of God is literally in the Hebrew text. yod It's not yod vav that's shortly after, but it's just yod 
sorry, the text is so small I've got to like really squint to see it. Yeah. So why do they, why is this ignored? Yah. Yodhe. Yah is my strength and song. He has become my deliverance. He is my El, which is the Hebrew word that's there for God in this situation. And I praise him, Elohim of my father, and I exalt him. And of course, in the next verse, God's name is used twice. Jehovah is a man of battle. Jehovah is his name. Your English translations say the Lord is glorious in power. Or the Lord is a man of war. The Lord is his name. So not only does the English text do this, but just about every text you find, even non-Christian text, like the Jewish Kamash. And in fact, people seem to be under the impression that the... English translators, you know, Christian translators who translated the King James Bible and all that, that they had some conspiracy to hide God's name with the capital L-O-R-D, but really it's just a continuation of a tradition that had been going on before the time of Christ that was started by the Jewish rabbis and Jewish religious leaders who, who decided in their oral Torah, not the actual Torah, it's not in the actual Torah, but they decided on... Uh, apparently by their own authority, that the name of God was too sacred to be pronounced. And so they would say Adonai. So they would read the Hebrew text, and when they would get to it, they'd say Adonai. Now you hear them say things like Hashem. And in fact, here in this Jewish Kamash, that's what they do. So every time the name of God appears, they just say Hashem. As opposed to Yehovah, or Yahuwah, or Yahweh, whatever whatever variation you believe is true. So I just found that interesting. It's actually Yah. And yes, it matters because th- there's a difference to what the text is saying when I say this is a song, right? So this is God's like a, it's almost like hallelujah. It's Yah is my strength and my song. Why they would put capital L-O-R-D, which is supposed to indicate to us that the name of God, the full name of God is being used there, but that's that's not the case, so I don't know why they do it with that with that one. So anyway, there's just a couple of translation issues, and these kinds of things happen a lot. And so none of these variations were right 100% of the time. So even the Holy Scriptures didn't translate it in Moses in God, trusting in Jehovah, trusting in Moses. They they just translate it the same way the King James Bible did. But then the other English Bibles don't get it right where it says Yah. These are issues that you run into. Now, is it changing, is it detrimental to your understanding of the story? No. But if you're, I'm assuming that the reason many of you listen to this podcast is because you want uh, more to deeper relationship with God's word. At least I hope that's what I'm providing. And so if that's you, then this kind of thing is severely problematic. All right. Let's stop there. We're not stopping there. Let's move on to our next issue.
And that is this issue of spiritual amnesia. We just read. They saw these great miracles. They saw the clouds, the pillar of fire, the you know the cloud by day or a cloud by night, pillar, or pillar of fire by night, cloud by day. They watched the Egyptians drown in the sea. They walk on dry land with walls of water on each side. And then they sing this song. And they say, we believe in Jehovah and we believe in Moses. And they sing this beautiful song. Then we get to this. Right after the singing. Then Moses led Israel from the Red Sea, and they went out into the wilderness of Shur, and they went three days in the wilderness and found no water. By the way, how long has it been? According to the scriptures here. Three days. They just saw all this amazing things. Not to mention what they saw in Egypt before the Red Sea. Three days later. And when they came to Marah, they could not drink the water of Marah, for they were bitter. Therefore it was named Marah. So the people grumbled at Moses, saying, What shall we drink? So they're already starting to complain. They're already starting to murmur. They're already starting to get afraid. Oh, what are we going to drink? We don't have anything to drink. Of course, God provides. Then not long after that, and they set out from Elam, and all the congregations of the sons of Israel came to the wilderness of Sin, which is between Elam and Sinai. And on the fifteenth day of the second month after the departure... So still not very long from the land of Egypt. Two months. The whole congregation of the sons of Israel grumbled against Moses and Aaron in the wilderness. And the sons of Israel said to them, Would that we have died by the Lord's hand in the land of Egypt when we sat by the pots of meat, when we ate bread to the full. For you have brought us into the wilderness to kill the whole assembly with hunger. So really, we have amnesia on two fronts. Number one, you've forgotten how bad it was in Egypt. You were slaves. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that they were demanding that you hit a quota and not providing you the materials and working you longer. They were throwing your, they were murdering your male children. And here they are saying, we had it so good in Egypt. We had food to the... We had, we, had, we had an abundance of food. There's the first amnesia. The second amnesia is, did you, you forgot all the miracles that God... You forgot that when you were thirsty, God provided you water. Sometimes I think we do this too. Not on the same level as this. But if I'm to be completely honest and look in the mirror, there's times where I'll look at the past and I'll think fondly of a time period, forgetting that I was lonely and broke (laughs) and struggling just to make ends meet. 
and we'll romanticize the past and we'll have amnesia about where we really were in life and where God has brought us since then. We need to be careful not to forget the kindness and blessings and provisions and all that God has done to bring us to where we are in our lives today. The things that he has, he has seen us through. Unfortunately, the Israelites will continue down this path as we'll see as we move forward in our studies. That's all I have for you this morning in this video. I pray that you've been blessed in the powerful name of Jesus. Please consider supporting the mission of truth. You can do that by going to scriptureandprophecy.com. And of course, your prayers are always coveted. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.